Continuing our pending free agent series and talking about running back Chase Edmonds. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up and welcome into this Monday episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow along on Twitter. I am James Yarko at JYarko underscore Bucks, credentialed member of the media covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers as deputy editor of SB Nation's Bucks Nation. Dot com here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And for that, I want to share my appreciation for your continued support of the show. One of the ways you can support the show is become a Locked on Bucks insider. You're going to get news, rumors, updates, and just general thoughts, plus one-on-one conversations with me via text message. Head to joinsubtext.com slash Locked on Bucks to become an insider today. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Mock Draft Monday coming up in a little bit, but let's continue our pending free agent series with running back Chase Edmonds and what he does or doesn't do for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, Chase Edmonds was a fourth-round pick of the Arizona Cardinals back in 2019 and spent four years with them before moving on and playing with the Broncos and Dolphins in 2022. Then the Bucs signed him to a one-year, $1.2 million deal last offseason as a depth player behind Rashad White and alongside of Keyshawn Vaughn and undrafted rookie free agent Sean Tucker. Unfortunately, Most of that didn't work out as planned. Vaughn was cut from the team, and Tucker only played in a handful of games, racking up 15 carries for 23 yards, two receptions for nine yards. He did get into the end zone uh, just once, though. So outside of the four weeks that Edmonds was out due to injury, it was basically a two-man show in Tampa with Rashad White and Chase Edmonds. Edmonds finished the season with 49 carries for 176 yards and 14 receptions on 17 targets for 81 yards and did not get into the end zone at all during the season. Now, five of those 14 receptions, so a little over a third, resulted in a first down, which is certainly important in his rotational role. He added 11 carries for 31 yards and three receptions for 26 yards in the two playoff games that the Bucs played. But he wasn't a huge impact guy for the Bucs. However, that's not a huge problem, and I'm going to get into that in, in just a minute. His best season came in his final year with the Cardinals in 2021, where he had 116 carries for 592 yards, 5.1 yards per carry, while adding 311 yards on 43 receptions. He got into the end zone only twice that season. His career high is four. That came back in 2019. But 11 of his 43 receptions resulted in a first down. Again, very important. You're you're looking at a little over uh, a quarter of his receptions kept drives going. All in all, that 2021 season, Edmonds averaged 5.7 yards per touch and accounted for over 900 yards of offense. With the Bucs last season, he averaged 4.1 yards 
per touch, the second worst of his career after his rookie season. And he accounted for just 257 yards of offense on 63 total touchdowns. That's also or touches, not touchdowns. Man, it'd be nice if he had 63 touchdowns, 63 total touches. That's also the lowest output in a season if you combine his production for the Broncos and Dolphins in 2022. And while you can point to the four games that he missed as part of the reason why that was a career low, he's only played in every game in a season twice in his career. In 2019, he played 13 games. In 2021, his best season, he only played in 12. Then in 2022, he played in 13 between the Broncos and the Dolphins. Last year with the Bucs, he also played in 13 games. With all that said, I'm not going to knock the production compared to the contract. He gave the Bucs depth at an extremely weak and shallow position and gave them solid snaps for that $1.2 million contract when averaging 18.3% of snaps each week where he played. And if you're wondering what that amounts to each game, it's an average of 12 offensive snaps per game. And that shakes out to 1.64 yards that he produced per snap that he took, which honestly isn't bad. For reference, Rashad White averaged 1.79 yards per snap in 2023, and he accounted for 1,539 yards of offense. So you take a look at the situation the Bucks are in, and I'm going to continue to get into this a little deeper coming up, but you have a situation where most teams utilize three running backs, and the Bucks only had two that were able to do anything. They got rid of one. You have Patrick Laird. He's a special teams guy at best, and then Sean Tucker just did not pan out the way that they thought he would when they gave him a priority undrafted free agent contract to bring him in. And again, you can go back and you can point to the injury that Sean Tucker was dealing with during the draft process. Maybe he wasn't 100% for a lot of the season, but when he had his opportunities, he certainly did not do much with them. So you had Rashad White, you had Chase Edmonds, and that's a big reason why Rashad White had almost 1,600 yards of total offense was this close to getting 1,000 yards rushing. And for a team that ranked last in the NFL in rushing for most of the 2023 season, that's pretty impressive because there are going to be plenty of teams that were ahead of the Bucs in total rushing uh, in total rushing offense per game. They didn't have a running back come anywhere close to where Rashad White was compared to that 1,000-yard mark. So I've said time and time and time again, this team needs to add at least two running backs. Even if you bring back Sean Tucker, is he going to be an active player? Is he going to be just a special teamer? Is he going to be the number four guy on the depth chart? You don't have Keyshawn Vaughn anymore right now. You have Rashad White, and that's it. You need guys that can come in and can contribute when called upon and can you know, rotate in, give White a breather when he needs it if he busts off you know, a 20, 25-yard run, needs to go to the sideline, catch his breath, and then come back out. You need those guys. Doesn't mean you have to spend a lot of money. Doesn't mean you have to spend really high draft capital, but you have to bring in at least two guys. So with Chase Edmonds' season shaking out the way that it did, playing only 13 games, only accounting for a little over 250 yards of total offense, would the Buccaneers want to bring him back should they bring him back. I'm going to get into that 
coming up next here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins, and you can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Right now, the Boston Celtics are the favorites to win the NBA Finals at plus 260. While the defending champion Denver Nuggets are the favorites out of the Western Conference at plus 440, and FanDuel already has odds up for Super Bowl 59, with the San Francisco 49ers as the favorite at plus 500. The Chiefs are at plus 650 to go on and three-peat, while the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are tied with the New Orleans Saints, Las Vegas Raiders, Arizona Cardinals, and Seattle Seahawks at plus 7,500. So, Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Thank you again for making Locked On Bucks first listener view every single day. Every day is make sure you are coming back tomorrow. We're going to continue this pending free agent series unless, and disclaimer, I am recording this on Friday night. So if any big news breaks over the weekend while I am out of town, we will address that on Tuesday. If not, we're going to continue this pending free agent series and start to try to shape the Buccaneers roster. Meanwhile, Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. Chase Edmonds provided reliable veteran depth in a running back room that basically consisted of two players. And while he's dealt with a lot of injuries over his career, the fewest games he's played in in a season is 12. The best ability is availability, right? Now, as I said, the Bucs need to add at least two running backs this offseason, whether that's in free agency, the draft, or a combination of the two. I lean a combination of the two, but we'll see how things shake out. But taking a look at some of the free agent running backs, this offseason, of course, you have the big names like Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler, and I don't think the Bucs are in a position nor interested in one of those big-name, big-money guys because they have their running back one in Rashad White. So you're looking for a change of pace, and you're looking for rotational guys. Now, of course, I would love if the Buccaneers got Austin Eckler. He's one of my favorite players in the NFL, and I think he can do some magical things, but He's going to command a lot of money. The Bucs don't have a lot of money. That's why we're going through this free agent series. They have to pay Baker. They have to pay Mike. They have to pay Antoine. They need to pay Levante if he wants to come back and play. They need to give Tristan Wirfs an extension. They need safeties. They need offensive linemen. They need running backs. They need a wide receiver. They need a lot of things. So you can't drop the kind of money that Austin Eckler is likely to get on the free agent market for one of those big name guys. The problem with Chase Edmonds is that he doesn't give you anything that Rashad White can't offer. So when White goes to the sideline, 
There's nothing different about what the Bucks' offense can do. He doesn't provide extra speed. He doesn't provide extra power. The defense doesn't have to adjust to anything. And that's fine, but it's not as it's not fine as the only reprieve that Rashad White has. It limits the the Buccaneers offense ability to be able to do certain things. If you have Rashad White out there and then you bring in store brand Rashad White who's not going to give you more speed, more power, more elusiveness, more anything, then the defense doesn't have to worry about it. You look at guys on the free agent market like Gus Edwards, Dante Foreman, Boston Scott, J.K. Dobbins, even with his injury history, Jarek McKinnon, Josh Kelly, Zach Moss, A.J. Dillon. These are all guys hitting the market, and they all bring something different than what Rashad White can offer, whether it's more power, whether it's increase in the threat of speed. They provide a change from what White does. And I think that's incredibly important for Liam Cohen and this offense to be able to do. You have to be able to change things up. As we get deeper into draft season, again, disclaimer, you are going to hear me talk a lot about running back Audric Estime out of Notre Dame. This guy would be an insane addition to the Buccaneers offense because not only does he bring that bruising power that the Buccaneers lack in those short yardage goal line situations, but he also has incredibly impressive speed where if it's third and one inside their own 30-yard line, you know, estimate can break through the line with his power. Once he gets to the second level and he turns on those jets, all of a sudden you're looking at a potential 70-yard touchdown. He is an absolutely phenomenal back and he can catch the ball out of the backfield. So that's the kind of player that I am looking for the Bucks to pursue, whether it's free agency or the draft. You're going to have an easier time finding that guy in the draft. Now, with all of that said, if the Bucks can land Edmonds on the kind of deal that they signed him to last year, I think he's back, and I think it's the right decision. The familiarity with the offense, because Cohen is going to run something similar to what Dave Canales ran last year, plus the familiarity and the comfortability with the players on offense, the team as a whole, the coaching staff, the franchise in general, it's going to weigh heavily on the coaches and Jason Light's decision whether or not to bring him back. And if you're getting comparable guys for the same price, you're going to bring back the guy that already knows the team, the players, the offense. It just speeds up the learning process. Now, this isn't a signing that I think what happened at the jump of free agency, you know, when that starts in March and the Bucks may be looking for more of a change of pace guy, you know, but like I said, they, they need to, but they can look to a Gus Edwards. They can look to a Jarek McKinnon, you know, a, a, a JK Dobbins, maybe revitalize his career and hope that he can stay healthy. Maybe a Zach Moss who balled out for the Indianapolis Colts in the absence of Jonathan Taylor last year. You know, they could be looking for one of those guys. But if those guys get scooped up, Chase Edmonds won't be in high demand. And the Bucs can potentially sit back and wait until after the draft before they bring him back. If free agency goes one direction and they don't get the running back that they want in the draft, Edmonds is likely still going to be sitting there. And when you're looking for depth, having guys still around in May is not a bad thing. We know how free agency works. You have the initial wave 
of free agency where the big names, the big money all starts getting thrown around. And then after about a week of that, things taper off and teams are getting ready for the draft. Then after the draft, you see that second wave of free agency where teams are filling out their rosters with players or positions that they didn't get in the draft. You have less money being spent. You're bringing in solid depth at really low prices, which is exactly what the Buccaneers need to do. So outside of their own players, I don't see the Bucs making a big splash in free agency unless they move a ton of money around. But that second wave after the draft is where Jason Light and Todd Bowles are really going to be able to make hay and find some of these guys that are going to contribute for the Bucs next season. Probably not starters, but contributors nonetheless. As of right now, I'm giving it a 60-40 chance that Chase Edmonds is back because of what he did in his limited opportunity last season. The team knowing him, him knowing the team, what he can bring, what he can do, and most importantly, the price that he'll do it for. And that's really what this is all going to boil down to. You're not looking to spend $10 million a year on a running back. You're looking in Rashad White's contract year to bring in a guy for about a million to a million five, be able to come on the field when Rashad needs a, a drive off or a playoff or whatever the case may be, plus adding another element in the draft. Speaking of the draft, it's a mock draft Monday, and that is coming up next here on Locked on Bucks. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You all know I used game time to get incredible seats to see the Lightning play in Columbus, then to surprise my son for his birthday to see the Celtics in Indianapolis, and I used them again to take my son to see the Celtics in Cleveland in March. The biggest draw for me outside of the flash deals that I love taking advantage of is the view from my seat feature so I know exactly what to expect when we get to the arena. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of an event and even up to an hour after it starts, it is the place to find last minute seats. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row and row for less, game time is going to credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Wrapping things up here on a Monday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And you know what that means. It's a mock draft Monday. And Dan Parr of NFL.com dropped his first mock draft of the year, headlined by three different trades. So three of the first four picks are quarterbacks, with Marvin Harrison Jr. going to the Patriots after they trade for Justin Fields. Good luck with that. And at number 26, he has the Buccaneers taking Penn State edge rusher Chop Robinson. And Dan Parr says, quote, the production might give some teams pause nine and a half sacks in the last two seasons, but the freakish athletic ability will make other teams salivate. 
The Bucs can't resist here, especially with Shaquille Barrett's play trending in the wrong direction. End quote. I really like this pick for the Buccaneers. And usually I see Chop Robinson going before the Bucs pick. But again, this is my number one need for the Bucs to address this offseason is the edge rush position. Robinson is six foot three. 255 pounds and projects to be a first year starter. Lance Zerline has his NFL comp as Micah Parsons saying, quote, edge defender who offers the type of elite athleticism we've seen from players like Micah Parsons and Miles Garrett. Robinson might not be as fast as Parsons, but he's close. He's ultra twitchy with the explosiveness to get on top of blockers and overwhelm them in an instant. However, he will need to level up his hand skills and attack angles to reach his potential against NFL tackles. Robinson's electric athletic traits alone should give him a floor as good uh, as a good NFL starter if he crafts a rush approach and learns to string moves and counters together. He could reach his ceiling as a destructive force capable of forcing teams to game plan around him. End quote. That means even if they ease Chop Robinson in, you have an edge rush rotation of Yaya Diaby, Chop Robinson, Joe Tryon Shoyinka, and Anthony Nelson, and that is pretty solid. Given how this particular board fell, I think this was the best pick for the Bucks. You can make an argument that Kool-Aid McKinstry would be a nice pick here, and he goes three picks later to Detroit, reunites with Brian Burns. Uh, but Jared Verse, who we've talked about on this show and has been linked to the Bucks quite a bit, goes 11th to the Minnesota Vikings. Latu from UCLA goes 19th to the Chargers. Jackson Powers Johnson, I've seen some of the YouTube comments of people talking about him. The center out of Oregon, he goes 21 to Miami. Graham Barton, who's another guy I really like, uh, a uh, guard out of Duke, goes 24th to Dallas. So outside of McKinstry, uh, or maybe Darius Robinson, the, the edge out of Missouri. This was the best pick for the Bucs, and, and he had Darius Robinson going to the San Francisco 49ers. But Chop Robinson was probably the best pick for the Bucs in this situation based on need and the sheer upside of Robinson's freakishly elite athleticism. Then it's going to be up to Todd Bowles and in the rest of the coaching staff to mold him into that Micah Parsons type player uh, because he's he's super talented, but he's very, very raw. And then again, so were Kalijah Kansi and Yaya Diaby coming out in the draft last year, and those guys seem to do just fine. So if the Bucs have an opportunity here to bring in a, a player with the upside of Chop Robinson at their biggest position of need, in order to get Todd Bowles defense buzzing the way that it needs to, Robinson could end up being an absolute home run pick. At worst, you're looking at a guy along the same lines as probably a little bit better than Joe Tryon Shoyinka. Um, you know, Joe Tryon Shoyinka didn't really take that next step that everyone called for, but among the Buccaneers edge rushers, he ended up second in sacks behind Yaya Diaby. He had more sacks than Shaq Barrett did last season. So he's a little bit better in that rotational role where he can come in and he can hit these tackles with a little bit more speed than Shaq Barrett or Anthony Nelson can hit them with. 
Yaya Diaby, uh, I expect a, a, a big step forward. But if you can pair him with Chop Robinson on the other side, and then you can get Robinson to fulfill his potential and be a Micah Parsons, be a Miles Garrett, be a TJ Watt, that takes this defense to a whole nother level that also makes things easier on your corners and on your safeties because they're not going to have to be in coverage for very long if you've got Chop Robinson coming screaming off the edge and getting in the faces of opposing quarterbacks. So I really love this pick from Dan Parr. Again, continue to drop your mock drafts in the comments. I'm going to start getting to some of those submissions. It might actually be easier if you send your mock drafts to the Locked On Bucks DM. Uh, the DMs are open, so send those in. And I'm thinking if we can next week, let's do a Locked On Bucks listener mock draft Monday. So start sending those in. Use your mock draft simulator of choice. I'm going to bounce around when I do mine, and I'm going to use a couple of different ones throughout the year. But send me who you think the Buccaneers should take in the upcoming draft as we continue our mock draft Mondays. But that is going to do it for this episode of Locked on Bucks. Again, check out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks. Become a Locked On Bucks insider by going to JoinSubtext.com slash LockedOnBucks to sign up. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. want to thank you so much for joining me right here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, 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 oh,